0: Two zero two four CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth-running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now, you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to BizHelp for you with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Drive Success by Doing Good at Work, informative. If you are unable to join us and you would like to listen to the show, Links can be located on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Lisa is the founder and CEO of Lisa Mariette Company. As a business coach and a digital marketing strategist, she helps female business owners harness the power of branding, social media, and SEO to gain visibility online. She also incorporates wellness, spirituality, and finance into her coaching to create a holistic business with balance. So Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, Candy. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm glad to have you to discuss the topic that we are going to have today. It's an important one. Um, but before we get into kind of the meat of the presentation, I always like to ask, you know, just tell us a little bit more about yourself and how did you actually begin working with entrepreneurs? I read a tiny bit of your bio, so I'm sure there's more to the story. Uh, yes. Well, I actually decided to.
1: It was actually kind of by accident that I became a consultant because. I started studying business and marketing back in 2013 because I wanted to start a business. So I took MBA classes online and studied social media marketing and search engine optimization and all the things that you would need if you were to bootstrap it and do it yourself. Because I said, well, if I'm going to start a business, I have to know these things. And I just sort of started helping friends over the years. They said, oh, I want to start a business. I said, okay, well, I have a, a template for a business plan or I want to do Instagram marketing. Okay, well, you need to do this, 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 and this. And eventually, I actually had a coworker mention to me, oh, yeah, I want to start a candle company. I said, oh, well, let me know if you need any help because I have a whole bunch of resources. And she said, oh, I didn't know that you did that. And I said, yeah, I, I do. And she said, well, how much do you charge? And I said, no, you're my friend. I'll, I'll help you for free. And she goes, no, I, I know the kind of work that you do, uh, and I, I can't let you do it for free. I will pay you. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> she said, yes, of course. So I, um, so I gave her a quote. Uh, we started working together. She was super happy. Word of mouth spread. People kept hiring me and they were all happy with the work that I did. And here I am today with my own business as a consultant and coach. Nice.
0: Well, we are going to start talking today about systems, which a lot of people, you know, might even think they have systems in place, but when it really comes down to it, you know, they really don't. So I would love for us to talk about, first of all, what really is the importance of having systems in the business and how does it help a business scale as they grow? So I think the importance of systems cannot be
1: overstated because the whole point of, entrepreneurship is eventually you want to become a business owner Mm -hmm. rather than a business operator. And, and and as I'm sure you know, the difference, you know, Howard Mm -hmm. Schultz isn't behind the counter at Starbucks, you know, making your Frappuccino. What he's done is he has created a set of systems for marketing sales, delivery growth. uh, And he owns that set of systems as the business owner and that's really the whole, that's the whole goal for us. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just self-employed in a company that you happen to own, you know? <laughs> so, um, so it's really important to have systems. And because so much of what we do in business day to day, whether it's sales, marketing, um, customer delivery, it's very repetitive. So mm-hmm. why not document those processes in order to make it easier and to eventually be able to hand it off to somebody else when you right. have the the cash flow to support increment increasing your team
0: mm-hmm. and a lot of people probably think like oh yes i understand franchises need to have those so that's how they can you know have everyone do everything the same but as my own business you know no one else needs to repeat what i'm doing per se which could be you know kind of the mistake that they might be making, right? But I'm sure there are other mistakes besides just thinking, I don't necessarily need to have systems. So what might those mistakes be? Uh, Yeah,
1: I think, well, I think you hit it right on the head. A lot of people think, well, I don't need them or nobody else can do what I do. That's actually not true. And that's a mindset block that will Mm -hmm. stop a lot of businesses from scaling. Because if you sit there thinking, nobody else can do everything that I do. That's a control issue. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I understand like our businesses are our babies, you know, I right. get that. Um, and it, it can be hard. And it's really funny because if you've ever had a micromanager boss, I'm sure you hate having a micromanager right. boss, but when you are the boss, it's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have to make sure, right. You know, I, yeah, I exactly. uh, but really it's about hiring people that you can trust knowing that they are competent, Mm -hmm. believing in them, but then also empowering them to do things the way that you like them. And that's why you have systems, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, you detail what you do, the way that you want it done to give them the ability to do it the way that you want it done. And you can be on vacation and not worry that it's not getting done the right way.
0: Right. And it's having confidence that you can delegate and know that the job is still going to be done. And in some cases, you know, maybe there is a way that it could be done slightly different, you know, but if you spell it out too, and you say, this is how I want it done, you know, step one, step two, step three, they can follow your process. And then you could be confident that they actually can do what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. And also too, because they're on the ground they can maybe, maybe they can do it better than
1: you, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they can refine it. Maybe they've taken some sort of training or some sort of course, or they, they've watched some video that they say, oh, by the way, did you know this thing? Because I think the problem that a lot of entrepreneurs run up against is that our brains are kind of like radios. So we right. have the ability to tune in to millions of different stations.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: problem is that we're not meant to do that. We're meant to tune into the CEO station. hmm But if you're trying to get into the community manager station and the email marketing station and the SEO station, it's very difficult to do all of the things. So it's better to know your strengths and build a team around your
0: strengths. Right. And that's what I was going to say, too, is there are some things that you're doing that aren't really Ideal for you to be doing anyway, you know. And so if you hire someone that can do that better than you, and you might have a system already in place, but being open to hearing their feedback on how it could be improved, I think would be really good as well. Exactly. And that's why it's
1: called a team. It's not <laughs> a, I, I, I'm a little bit more, um, it depends on the, depends on what you're used to, but I'm a little bit more of the, I'm part of a team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes, I'm the CEO. And yes, I'm the one that's, you know, writing the paychecks, but I couldn't do what I do without my interns being another set of hands or Mm -hmm. without my social media manager helping me create the posts or without the person who does my SEO. And it's like, I don't actually want to be spending all my time doing that stuff. You know, I would rather spend time working with clients, focusing on my zone of genius, having the vision
0: for the business. And and that's kind of how all CEOs should be. Mm -hmm. Ideally. Right. (laughs) Right. So now that someone understands, yes, they should have some systems in place in their business, what are the three questions that they should be asking to decide whether or not a specific SOP needs to be created for a certain aspect of their business? That is a great question. So um, yes, because the, the
1: mistake that people make is you know, uh, they'll read books like The E-Myth, and, and The E-Myth is a wonderful book, but mm-hmm. they'll say... I have to start scaling. I have to start writing system. And they start writing systems for everything. And you're like, I have a whole bunch of papers that I just don't even look at.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So uh, the three questions to ask yourself when deciding whether or not to create a system. Number one is, is this going to take me more than five minutes to do right? If it's something you can do in five minutes, maybe mm-hmm. don't worry about it. But if it's something that takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, that adds up. If you do something right. that takes 20 minutes, three times, that's an hour of your time. If you do it three times a week, over how many weeks, you know, and, and that's right. the thing is that everybody has the same 40 hours in a week. So it's how do you leverage your time? Okay, so that's the first one. Does it take more than five minutes? The second question to ask when deciding whether or not to create a system is, is it something I'm going to have to do again? Mm-hmm. And that goes in with the, the leveraging the time because it's much easier to you know, create a training video, you know, invest an hour of your time or half an hour writing down the SOP, creating the training video and uploading it to a training library so that when you have a new hire or a new person on the team, you can just say, hey, go watch the video, come back to me with questions. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you want to say, is this something that has to be done every single day, five days a week, 365 days a year? You probably need a system. Mm-hmm. If you hope to eventually scale, or, right. but also too, if you just want to not be annoyed and have to do the same thing over and over again. Right. Um, and then the last question to ask when deciding whether or not you should create a system is, is this something that I don't really enjoy doing, or is this something that somebody else on my team could do better than me? hmm and again, you have to sort of set ego aside and not say, I'm the only one that can do this. You're, you're right. not going to go very far, but that's if is, that's if that's right. what you, you know. Um, so because, again, you want to be focusing on your zone of genius and you want to be mm-hmm. focusing on activities that you enjoy, because the reason so many of us become entrepreneurs is that we want to do something that we love. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, <laughs> so not, not creating reels for Instagram or writing email marketing. Some people enjoy that. You know, I I enjoy email marketing. But um, yeah, so if it's something that eventually you plan on outsourcing, start thinking about creating a system. And and you don't have to do it all at once. You know, you can, there's a lot of different things to do. So you don't have to say, okay, I have to write all my systems tomorrow. No, just as they come up, you know, identify the most important ones, maybe write one per week or it's whatever works best for
0: you. Right. And if you are ready to bring someone on because you know you're overwhelmed and you need to have help, then that's probably where you should start too, right? Having those written out. So at least you have a process that you can show. So you can demonstrate it the first time, but then you can also give them here's like the written instructions. Here's the video training, you know, but at least if you focus on that, if you're completely overwhelmed, like, gosh, there's so many I have to do. That's probably a good place to start. Exactly. Yeah. You start because that's the thing when you
1: grow, you grow as your cash flow and operating budget increase. So it, once you have enough, then you take on one person, mm-hmm. focus on the person who's going to make the biggest difference in your organization. Exactly. And then you focus on, okay, what are the tasks that this person is responsible for? Cause again, it's about empowering the people on your team. So what are the outcomes that they are responsible for? What are the processes and steps that they need to follow to achieve those outcomes And then how can I spell it out that this is how I like things done? Boom, 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 boom. And then Mm -hmm. you give it to them. And now it's their responsibility. And they can refine and update the things as they learn and as they go.
0: Right. And as we were talking earlier, I mentioned SOP. You've mentioned SOP. We obviously know what that means. But in case there's anyone who's listening who doesn't understand the acronym, can you just give that definition? Sure. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. A lot of people are like,
1: wait, what? What's that? (laughs) Right. Uh, so an SOP stands for standard operating procedure and it just means it's basically
0: a step-by-step guide to how you do something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Perfect. Um, okay. So let's get into a discussion more on the different types of systems that you need. So I know that you had mentioned to me that there are five systems. So can you briefly say what those are? And then we could talk in a little bit more detail about each one. Sure.
1: So It kind of just goes in order. So it's marketing, AKA how do people know that you exist or letting people know you exist, uh, and the relationships that you have with those leads and prospects, sales, the way that you convert those leads and prospects into clients, um, delivery, which is once they become clients, things like onboarding, um, for delivery of whatever it is that you promised (laughs) during the marketing (laughs) and sales process. Um, and then training. So so let me make sure that marketing, sales, delivery. Ah oh, yeah. Growth, because mm-hmm. you want to have in mind, okay, well, what are we gonna do when we want to grow? So you need to kind of have like a plan in place that when we reach this level, we'll we'll do this. And then training for whenever you bring on team members.
0: Perfect. So let's learn a little bit more about each one. So if someone is thinking of starting, then they'll know exactly what fits into each category and how to go about creating those systems. So let's talk about number one: your marketing system.
1: Sure. Uh, So with marketing, yeah, this is anything. uh, I'll just specify as saying digital marketing because, but really, marketing is anything. It could be radio, billboards, you know, television. Um, But a lot of marketing today is social media marketing. So Mm You'll have, you know, guidelines for uh, what you'll be posting, how you post, how to respond to certain inquiries. Um, You get a lot of messages in the DMs and there's like a process that you need to follow to to eventually have them become customers. Um, Email marketing. So for example, maybe you'll write the email, but Mm you will hand it off to somebody else to schedule and fix the formatting and, you know, add the links and all of those things. Um, PR, PR is very important. So maybe you'll have uh, templates. I mean, you want to, you want to customize everything for the individual people that you're approaching, but if you do public relations, that's also a form of marketing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can keep things organized. There's different software that you can use to organize. Uh, so what, when you're just starting out, you can use maybe like Airtable, and oh. Google Docs, mm-hmm. those are two of my favorites. Um, until you're ready for more advanced systems and organization, <laughs> uh, what else? PR, email marketing, yeah, just anything. I mean, it depends on how you do marketing. For example, if you are doing search engine marketing, there's a process for keyword research, and then mm-hmm. keyword copywriting, and then you know, publishing to the blog and optimizing it. And, and these are all things that when you outsource, you're going to have to train someone to do
0: if they don't already know how to do them themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, And like you said, then that marketing leads to sales, right? So then what should be the systems for those sales? So with sales, it should be, um, oh, also to
1: lead capture. That's an important one too. Um, Mm -hmm. and once you, once you have your leads, you have to know, okay, well, what are the, what are the things that we're going to do to, Yeah. So for example, if you launch a product, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have your, your launch calendars set up and, and, you know, when people, you know, you have your payment gateways and then when people register for the payment gateways, you need to make sure that, you know, it triggers the automations that will send them. For example, I, I I can speak for my industry. I'm a business coach. So when I get a new client, it triggers the automation of sending them the onboarding survey. Mm. So things like that. So really just, it it really is just, and this is where you want to kind of put on your little CEO cap as I like to call it, but you just have to think through, okay, what are the steps that I want to follow for this to be as smooth as possible? Mm -hmm. And then you, and then you document what it is. And and also you want to set up the automation so that it can work flawlessly or seamlessly. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So now that they have the leads coming in and someone has said, OK, I want to buy your product and we're going into the sales, then what would be those steps for creating those systems for sales? Uh, yeah, just thinking through um, you always want to think through like what the client journey is
1: mm-hmm. and how it's going to how it's going to work. So, for example, do I send them the link to my do that? You know, do I send them a the scheduling to have a a discovery call, or do I have a launch? And then the launch lasts, you know, these, this long. So it's really, or am I going to host an event on Eventbrite? So Mm -hmm. it really depends on your business, but it's just, you have to document, okay, this is how I have the leads and this, whatever the process is, whether it's a discovery call and then you have to say, okay, and these are the the points that we're going to talk about in the discovery call or hosting an event or whatever it is, then you document that and then all the assets that you need. If you have a launch, you have a launch calendar.
0: So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now somebody has purchased and they need to provide the product. So, or the service, right? So then what would be the systems they need to create for that? So
1: onboarding is a huge thing because it's really important to set client expectations up front. So you definitely want to have some sort of an onboarding process, whether that's uh, a set of emails that you have uh, a survey. I always like to send a survey to my new one-to-one clients just to see like what they're interested in. So I can get to know them better. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in addition to onboarding, you also have to think about retention because your Mm -hmm. best clients are your current clients. So you want to keep them happy. And so you (laughs) want to have a system in place that maybe you say, okay, and, and again, you can automate a lot of this. You can say, okay, they've registered. They've been a client for 30 days. I'm going to send them a feedback survey, you know, mm-hmm. and then you check and you, you read all these things. And because and, that helps you as a business owner be a better provider of services as well. If you check in, for example, with my, um, group coaching clients, I check in with them after 30 days, 60 days and 90 days, mm-hmm. so everything is going okay. And then checking in again after, um, six months just to, you know, I mean, and I I see them as well, but I also like to do kind of like a formal feedback and review process.
0: Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. And then the exciting part, we're talking about growing the company, right? So if someone is looking for growth, what should they be doing in terms of creating those systems? Um, So for that, I think that's more about mapping out what you plan to
1: do when, Hmm. because you were talking earlier about, well, somebody's feeling really overwhelmed and there's so much to do and I need to bring somebody on being in like, kind of like a place of like panic and need is not the best place to hire from, as I'm sure, you know. Mm -hmm. So one of the things you want to do is plan beforehand and say, okay, when I reach, you want to tie it to income level, for example, Mm. when I reach this steady level of income every month, then I'll be able to take on this team member. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that I'm going these are the tasks that I'm going to have them do. These are the trainings that I'm going to need for them. And really it's just about setting up the systems to train the people who are coming in Mm -hmm. for 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 growth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's a good point to talk about looking at it in terms of income, too, because I think sometimes people look at it as just like, I'm overwhelmed, and I'm doing too much, right? Yeah. And not necessarily looking at the income side of it. So it's a good point where you're saying, okay, let's get prepared. Let's have a process ready to go. And let's look at the numbers.
1: Yes, uh, there's a really fantastic book called Profit First. I don't know if you've read it. <laughs> I've um, heard of it. It's it's a it's a wonderful book. And it really solves a lot of issues that a lot of entrepreneurs have because, you know, this is actually, he talks about this in the book, how he saw the guy mm-hmm. who wrote the e-myth and he said, you know, people are trying to scale too soon because they read your book. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he's like, they're, they're hiring people that they can't afford. And he's like, hmm. he, he didn't say, well, he, he says something not very nice, but then he was like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> But because that's also a mistake that people can make is trying to scale too soon. Right. Um, But what you have to do is you have to be very, um, it's the same thing with investing. You can't be emotional about it. Mm -hmm. You have to approach it from a rational perspective. And you have to say, do the numbers make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. If you follow Warren Buffett's stock, investing philosophy is it undervalued or is it overvalued if it's undervalued mm-hmm. i'm not gonna buy the stock right right do i have enough cash flow to pay this employee for the next six months based on my projections no and mm-hmm. i then i then i don't have the room to hire this person but right. it's good because it forces you to focus on um profitability mm-hmm. uh cutting expenses and just making it work and then it really is just you just Kind of follow the plan, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. making, if you want to hire someone, if you want to hire a social media manager and pay them $2,000 a month, if you have $2,000 in your operating budget to go towards your social media manager, then you can hire a social media manager. Mm -hmm. If you're making, you know, $3,000 a month total, you can't hire a social media manager no matter how much you don't want to do that task at the moment, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you, you focus on growing the business and scaling the business so that it can support
0: um, having a team. Right. And it's good to point that out too, because when someone is starting out, there's probably a lot of people who are starting businesses right now too, because the opportunity is there. A lot of people have been home for whatever reason too, or maybe see an opportunity and understanding it's going to take a while to, you know, get to that spot. But it's okay to be planning ahead for that too. So like, I know I have to do all of this now, but I do know that in the future I want to have someone. And so as they start doing those tasks, creating those systems now so that when they can bring somebody in, like you said, they're not doing it all at once. Like, Oh, I'm bringing someone on next week. I better write these systems. Right. They can be thinking about (laughs) not a good position to be in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, so it's good to start out, even if you think you're not going to have anyone for a year or something, you know, it's okay to start looking at the things you're doing and documenting those. Yeah,
1: -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And it actually will give you a much better idea When it does come time to hire somebody, because you can say, uh, it was really funny when I hired my social media manager, uh, I, I had an advantage because I had worked as a digital marketing manager and a Mm -hmm. social media manager. So I know exactly what I needed. And so she was like, your description was very specific. (laughs) She's like, in a good way. But, uh, but that's the thing is that when you start thinking about, okay, you know, a year from now, I would love to hire somebody to take over these tasks. If you can just sit down and write like, you know, these are the five to seven things that they're responsible, you know, on a, I say week to week basis, not a day to day basis. Cause I mm-hmm. actually like to, to block my time by the week, mm-hmm. right. um, rather than by the day, um, productivity thing that I do and it works, mm-hmm. uh, But if you can do that, then you're much better equipped when you actually do hire somebody, you know, you're not just hiring the first person who answers the ad or who kind of looks good. You actually can take the time because they always say be slow to hire and quick to fire. So you can know exactly what you're looking for and you can know, okay, this person is going to be responsible for these things. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure that I'm picking the right person because you always want to hire with longevity in
0: mind. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I know we're already kind of talking on that topic of training and things too, but I know you said that was the last system. So is there more information that you need to share specifically on that training system?
1: Yeah, I think the best thing with training is just to remember that different people learn in different ways. Mm -hmm. So your training systems need to take that into account. So not only do you want to write out the steps, but you also, so you want to have a document of it, but also make a loom recording. And I actually have a little training video vault
0: mm.
1: whenever I get interns or a new team member. And I say, okay, you know, here's your, here's your login. This is the video and it's organized by, by marketing sales, like all those things. Um, you know, this is the, the one that applies to you. Here's the video, you know, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. And then what, if you have any questions, then come to me afterwards because that, that saves me you know, having to do it over and over and over again, you know, ideal, I'm not hiring, you know, a ton of people, but for example, um, interns, interns don't work for you forever. Right. So, Mm -hmm.
0: so we've been talking then of the systems that we need to create, but now let's actually go to how do entrepreneurs actually create document and organize these SOPs that they now know they need to create. Well, I think we've touched on on a lot of it. I
1: mean, basically, the way that, and again, this is just what I do. You know, there's a million mm-hmm. different ways to do things, but basically, what I do is I think about, okay, what is the outcome that I want mm-hmm. from this particular group of activities, and I say, what are the steps to create the outcome? Mm-hmm. So, for example, creating an event, bright event, creating mm-hmm. an event, bright event. If you do that for marketing, so that would be under marketing systems you know, go to Eventbrite, this is, and then you put the link and then, you know, this is the password, create a cover photo and you put the dimensions and then maybe a link to Canva with a template, um, you know, find a photo, write the date, blah, 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 you know, and you just, it's really just, if you're giving somebody step-by-step instructions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you had to hand it over and say, here, you're in charge of writing my business tomorrow, and I can't do anything. I just have to sit you and watch, sit here and watch right. you or not watch you. <laughs> right, right. And trust that you're doing it correctly. So that's step one. That's what I do. Some mm-hmm. people wouldn't go that far. Some people would actually just record the video first and then be like, here, write it out. But I like to write it out because there's little details that I like to add. Mm-hmm. Then I take my written instructions and I go through and I do a video screen recording mm-hmm. walking through the written instructions. hmm yeah. and then i just yeah and then i just upload it to the training library and then i have an airtable and actually it's called systems <laughs> uh the base on airtable um and then yeah i have a tab for marketing i have a tab for sales i have a tab for training for growth and then it links to the videos it links to the the google docs if there's a template
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's what i do
0: okay so Obviously in the past, people used to be in the same room together too, or at least in the same office, right? So if, you know, the boss had said here, I need something done and they gave them the information. And if they had a question, they could easily go ask. Well, now with remote workforce, it's a lot harder. So like, what would you recommend to an entrepreneur then now they've created these systems and they're offloading it to someone, but with a remote workforce, how are they making sure it's being done or that they have the confidence to even hand that off when someone is not necessarily even in the same office? Uh, well, I think that, I mean, especially
1: with remote work, it's you have to have people that you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you suspect, and this is why it's the, you know, slow to hire quick to fire. If you suspect somebody is slacking, maybe you're right. You know um, there's different systems for monitoring. I want to say like time doctor is a popular one for looking at people's screens but nobody wants to be sitting there watching video you know that's like awfully kill me now you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. right um so i think just like trusting people and just kind of going with your gut because the thing is if you've created a system for something it means that you've been doing something for a long time Mm -hmm. so it means you know about how long it takes so for example if i hire a community manager and i know that it takes them three days to write and schedule the posts for the Facebook group, I know that they're doing something wrong because Mm -hmm. it only takes a day to do that job. Mm -hmm. So I think just be very clear. And and again, this goes back to setting expectations, be very clear about the fact that, you know, you trust them to get their work done. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe they're keeping a work log of some sort. And then yeah, if I mean I always like to hope for and see the best in people. Right. Uh, and that usually has mm-hmm. served me pretty well. But mm-hmm. on the off chance that you do have somebody who maybe takes advantage, because I honestly, I think at the end of the day, most people do want to work hard, most people do right. want to make you happy. Um, most people do want to contribute. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's really interesting being micromanagery like, normally has like the opposite effect, you know? <laughs> right, it's, right. It's very demotivating to have a, a micromanager. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. if you have someone who trusts you, who thinks you're competent, um, that's usually the biggest motivator of all. And, and you know, and also express your appreciation, you know, compensate mm-hmm. people financially. Like there's a whole bunch of, but that's more of like managerial strategies. Right about how to really, you know, motivate your team and instill loyalty and confidence
0: and have, you know, a good work environment. Right. Yeah, I think most people do want to do a good job and aren't going to take advantage. I think my thought was just being in a whole different place and it's maybe one of the first times they're going through the process and if cuz sometimes when we do things it makes sense to us, right? How yeah. we think But if there's something that doesn't quite make sense and they're trying to figure it out, they're just not able to just get up and ask, you know, now they're going to have to make a phone call or have a teams meeting or, you know, something like that. Do a zoom, you know, share your screen or something, you know, definitely. Yeah, no, well, I think definitely
1: uh, it's not like, here you go. The thing I do not want to hear again, you know, it's, that's why I say they can watch the, watch the videos. They can read the documentation Mm -hmm. and then come to you with questions. Like there should always be an open communication, there should always be an environment of, you know, I have an open door, even though I'm right, we're not in the same office, I still have like a virtual open door, mm-hmm. so whether that's through a Slack channel, whether somebody says, and, and that's the thing, part of being a good boss is being available right. when you are onboarding people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, when you have a new hire, maybe dedicate that first week, two weeks to, to really helping them understand everything being there, if they have questions. Right. and um, Yeah. Just being available and, and letting them know, you know, you're not bothering me. If you have questions, mm-hmm. you're not bothering me. I used to be a teacher and I would always tell my students, I love questions. Right. Right.
0: I would tell the same thing to staff that when I'm hiring them, I'm like, don't worry. There are no stupid questions. You know, you might think like, oh, I should know this, but it's like, no, there's so much to know. Just yeah. it's okay you know, to ask those questions. And I'd rather have you ask the questions and get the answer, know how to do it correctly Yes. Then try to do it and maybe make a mistake and now we have to take time to go back and fix it. So yes, exactly. no no stupid questions. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: exactly. Yeah. And, and 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 again that comes down to just being approachable and mm-hmm. just letting them know we're a team. Right. It's not I'm the boss and you're the employee. You know, right. Some people exactly. operate like that, but I think it, it it creates an environment where people feel comfortable approaching you with questions mm-hmm. when you when you think of it that way.
0: Right. And I know earlier in the interview, I was talking about, you know, being open to input about maybe having something done in maybe a different way and, you know, being open to more efficient ways to do things and not be stuck, you know? So let's say an entrepreneur, you know, does realize that there's something that could be improved in their systems. How would they go about actually maybe analyzing if something needs an improvement or once they know something should be improved, how would they go about updating those systems? Uh is the system, has it already been delegated to someone else or are they still doing it? Um, Well, actually either way would be good to just figure out like, you know, basically we know that things do need to change periodically, right? They shouldn't always just stay the same. So when does something really need to be analyzed for, yes, we could do this a better way, even if it's working, maybe, you know, is there a better way? Well, I think that, one of the
1: things that a lot of entrepreneurs have in common is that we're always learning. We Mm -hmm. always want to know more. We're always improving. And, you know, if you don't evolve, you die, (laughs) but, but, but not in like a negative way, it's more of like this driving thing that we want to keep learning and we want to keep improving. So yeah, just make an update to whatever documentation you have for the system. If you're the one that's responsible for it, but then once you've Um, grown your company once you've brought people onto the team, now they're the ones who are responsible for that system. They're the experts. Mm -hmm. So it's up to them to refine and adjust things. Uh, Another thing that you could do is if you have peers, maybe ask them, like, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you do for your systems? For example, um, I had a client that he was like, oh, this is the system that we do for this, 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 and this. And so I was like looking at it and he had you know a certain software and I was like oh that's a really good idea you know so you can ask because that's the thing you you always want to um you know it's not I'm I know this sounds very like hippy-dippy but like it's not a zero-sum game it's not dog eat dog right there really is the opportunity to have community and collaboration over competition Mm -hmm. and and part of that is sharing best practices and sharing what works because you know we're all here together and right. I love like right. cliches a rising tide lifts all boats <laughs> <laughs> so uh like I'm a female entrepreneur and my six closest friends are also female entrepreneurs mm. but that means we can share with each other we can help mm-hmm. each other we turn to each other for resources and support and that includes you know hey how do I do systems right. <laughs> what are you You, you know, it's a,
0: yeah. You just you gossip about business things when you're a business person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if you don't have someone around you that is like you have a great example. You know, you've got you know six friends that are you know you're all entrepreneurs and you can chat about it. But if someone is kind of on their own, especially again, if maybe someone's newer starting a business and they don't really have a lot of other people. I mean, there are networks out there you could reach out to. There's business networks and chambers and mastermind groups and things like that too. So you don't feel like you have to do it on your own because there are people who are wanting to help you be successful too. So even if you don't have them in your sphere yet, you can find them.
1: Yeah. They can come to my Facebook group. We've got Almost 300 ladies.
0: <laughs> nice. nice. Actually, that's a great transition because I was about to say, you know, hey, I'm sure you have something you would like to share with the listener. So let us know what that might be.
1: Uh, well, I will. I don't know when you're airing the episode, but I'm actually launching my um, my group coaching program, which is very exciting. It's branding and digital marketing, SEO and business health. Uh, so I'm launching that shortly and then, yeah, I have my free Facebook community for spiritual female entrepreneurs. So it's, if you are a woman in business and you spiritual can be anything you really want it to be, it can be, you know, whether it's through religion, whether you like being in nature, whether you like to meditate, uh, it's just, if you're sort of searching for something that's deeper and more of like a connection to the self, um, yeah. We talk about business. We talk about wellness. We talk about finance uh, and it's a free group and I publish exclusive content. I'm, I'm not really all up on the gram, <laughs> uh, but I do. Um, I do publish exclusive content for my Facebook community.
0: So, yeah. Perfect. So then if someone is interested, why don't you share how listeners can connect with you? Sure. So if you go to my website, which is lisamarriette.com.
1: So it's L-I-S-A-M-A-R-I-E-T-T-E.com. You can find all the links there. So you can find links for the Facebook community, which is spiritual women in business. If you search for that, Um, you can find information about my coaching. You can find information about wellness. It's all there. I have a little blog where I write about business
0: finance. All kinds of fun stuff. Great. Lots of great ways to find you. (laughs) So, So... Well, I would just say thank you so much, Lisa, for being a guest on my show today. I'm so happy to have you to discuss this topic.
1: Yeah, I hope I hope I was able to bring some some knowledge for you. (laughs) Yes,
0: definitely. It's a great topic to discuss. Like I said, entrepreneurs really do need to think about systems. And you know, if they're going to be hiring in the future, they might still be on their own now. But let's start thinking about what they are and discussing what those five systems really were. It was important.
1: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, you got to have the building needs structure in order to become a skyscraper, you know?
0: Exactly, exactly. So um, so thanks again for sharing that. And I do want to thank the listeners for tuning in today as well. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about the five systems that you need to implement for your business. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Lisa at the information that she shared with you, or you can send us a message at media at ab. And p.com And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. I hope you can tune in again next week for another important discussion. And remember, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. And you can find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to This Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.